You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter, fresh off Coachella weekend. Um, I wasn't at Coachella. I was actually in Chicago because I don't fuck with that shit. William was at Coachella, though. He was nice and high and, and listening to Beyonce. Was she good? Was she better than you expected? She put on a show? He said, yeah. He would tap that. Um, I'm excited because I have a repeat guest today who's co-hosting the show with me. And then I have a new guest today who's, um, she's a pretty badass chick that I can't wait to chat with about um, a new short film that she just finished producing. Um, So why don't I just welcome them now? Please welcome. She's a filmmaker. She's an actress. She's a writer. Please welcome Mary Neely. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. And please welcome back on the show, Ethan Zachary Scott. Hello. How are you going by nowadays? Like, what's your title? What's my title? Since you're not... Queen. Oh, God. Um, no, it's still Ethan Zachary Scott. You no, know. that's your name. Like, what's well, your... Yeah. Like, what do you do now? What do I like, do now? You don't, I mean, you're no longer working for Hillary Clinton. No. You're no longer doing YouTube. Like, no. what the fuck are you doing with your oh, life? Oh, my God. Okay, mother. Like, she at least is an act. She just... Like, her film just got accepted into South by Southwest. So she has her shit together. <laughs> I work in financial operations and social impact. Thank you very much. What does that mean? Uh, buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. Yeah, That's it sounds like a LinkedIn profile. <laughs> well, maybe you should look at my LinkedIn profile. But I am, I mean, you know, Easy with Ethan might, you know, rise it, again. Okay. It's still there. It's It's been on hiatus. Okay. Um, But it may come back. Okay. I was excited. I haven't seen Ethan in a long time, and we recently caught up at Gratitude, which all month is doing a Cocktails for a Cause campaign for my charity, Generation Rescue. So if you go in and order a Neurostar at Gratitude in Beverly Hills this month, they will donate $1 to Generation Rescue. Thank you, Ethan, for coming out and supporting. And not like all my other asshole friends that didn't show up to the event. I know, seriously. But you were one of my only two friends that showed up that night. Oh, well, I drank all of their cocktails, so I made up for it. (laughs) Good, good, good. Speaking of drinking, we are drinking Dry Farm Wine. It is a red Pinot Noir. As you know, I talk about it every week. It's my favorite hangover-free wine. There's no, uh, there's no junk in it. There's no additives. There are no dyes. There's no sugar. I I love dry farm wines. What, this is delicious. Is it? Let me yeah, taste. Oh my god, it's pretty amazing. Ooh. That's really That's good. actually nice. Yeah. And you can drink it and you won't get a hangover. You I mean you'll get a little buzz, you'll get a good buzz. Um but you know, it's it's good. It's for people that want to still have fun and not worry about, you know, having a headache and like not being able to work the next day. Oh, I, I was mean, literally talking to this uh, to the front desk girl about this um, last week, where she's telling me that like she goes out all the time and she like wakes up hungover, and I'm like, oh, so that's what's going on when you say that you're sick, <laughs> you say you don't feel well, and she needs to drink some dry farm wines. So if you guys want to try, it, go to dryfarmwines.com/zack, get your first bottle for a penny, and let me know what you think. I kind of want to test this no hangover thing. Like, what are the limits? <laughs> <You're gonna here>? <laughs> <laughs> Challenge okay. accepted. Okay. This isn't in my notes, but I want you guys to weigh in on this because, um, so I went to Moon Juice. Do you know what Moon Juice is? Yes. Do you know what Moon no. Juice is? Okay. But I want it's, to it's similar to like the Colt bakery that used to oh work Oh my at. God. So it's, it's <laughs> adaptogenic. It yeah. Yeah. It's an adaptogenic latte, um, like shop. So they have oh, wow. like sex dust and brain dust and spirit dust. You mix it, you blend it in your, in your lattes and their adaptogens and it tastes like dirt, but it's really good for you. I know a lot of people okay. on the sex so dust. I saw somebody, <laughs> I saw somebody in Moon Juice today that looked really familiar and I think or actually, I know I had met him a few years ago at this networking event. 
So I thought that I had recognized him. So what I did is I went on Instagram and I looked up his name and then I found him and then I started stalking some of his photos. Like while you were still in the store? No, no, no. Right after, after right after okay. I left the store. Okay. I thought I thought it was him and then I left and then I went on his Instagram and then I found out that he attended an autism charity event recently. Oh. And so I was like, oh, what a coincidence. And then one of the hashtags was hashtag autism awareness. So I was like, oh, this is my way to DM him and be like, Hey, you happen to pop up in my discovery feed. Did mm. I just see you at Moon Juice? Isn't this a coincidence? <laughs> and he said, yeah, it's a coincidence. Or he said, I'm not crazy. I was there earlier today. And then I tried to keep the conversation going and he never it died. The conversation it, died. As of now, but like. It was kismet. It could, It'll come back. It could revive. It could. I mean, hoping it could revive. I mean, do I message again? William's what was like the laughing. Last thing, what was the last thing that either of you said? <laughs> okay. He told me I wasn't crazy. Well. And then he said, no, you're not losing it. Um, not that I know of, at least I was there this morning. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, LOL. I thought so. Thank you for clarifying my sanity. Um, what's your tie to autism, by the way? Or are you just a supporter of the cause? If you don't mind me asking. Because I told him I found him through the hashtag, even though I really found him through looking up his name and stalking him. And then he hasn't responded? No, not yet. How? When did you send it? Like, that was less than an hour ago. Oh, oh give him a yeah, second. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then work, you You're know what you fine. can do okay. is if like you, if it's like two weeks from now and you haven't heard back from him, yeah. just be like, hey, how's it going? Then it's not so pushy. Yeah, give hey, I saw time. you in your apartment last night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what a coincidence. Was that you at the grocery store? Was that you at the DMV? Was that you at the gas station? Why are you just <laughs> popping up everywhere? I, I like am. your silver Prius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that you driving that right now? Oh my God, I love it. Okay. Um, I normally start the show off with icebreakers, but I thought I had a fun story that I wanted to share with you guys. So thank you for telling me what I should do with my life. Um, icebreaker questions. Ethan, you've never answered these because no. we didn't do this before. Because last time was a long time ago that you were in the studio. Yeah. Um, Mary, you get to answer these two. Uh, first question, five fun questions. First question, what's one word your mom would use to describe you? Mm. I oh guess... Mm. See, like now, she's really nice to me. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like now she'd be like, oh, I'm so like proud of my daughter. She's like, She's like doing well. One word, one word. I'm like, my mom would say all this <laughs> stuff about me. Okay, one word would be like, oh, she's she's funny. Oh, yeah. that's, nice. that's nice. I feel like she that's would endearing. Say that. I feel like she would, yeah. I feel like your mom would use two words and it would be not pregnant. Oh my God. Okay, <laughs> this is very true. My, I love my mother so much. In fact, she's, I guarantee she's listening to this right now. Aww. And she's going, she's constantly asking like, she doesn't ask for a grandchild, but she's always like, oh, well, you know, Dorothy has four grandchildren. And I'm just like, okay. Like, I don't know what you want me to do. Dorothy's with a hoe. Oh, my God. That's my aunt, for <laughs> oh. starters. Hi, Dorothy. <laughs> no, I just mean, like, she's like, I'm always like, Mom, I don't have a uterus, and neither does my boyfriend. Like, mm. I don't know what you want me to do. <laughs> Fair. Um, yeah. But well, what, what, what would, would the word be? To, yeah. You answer the question. This is going to sound really conceited, but it would probably be like handsome. My mom Aww. like yeah. really showers me in compliments. That's with mom sweet. is great. That's for a my mom ego. thing. Yeah. yeah, she's always you're so handsome. I saw the picture of you. And I'm like, oh, thanks. <laughs> okay, Mary Neely, give me a fun fact. What's one thing about you people would not expect? 
Um, the first thing that came to mind is that whenever I eat something sour, my right eye twitches. Interesting. Yes. It's been a strange it's a very specific phenomenon. Fun fact. I know. I know. <laughs> it's this weird thing about me that I've had since I was a little kid. And when I would be at camp, like everyone would give me those like warhead candies. Just to and, see like, you like twitch. Crowd around me. Oh my God. Yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> that's unbelievable. I kind of want to see this. <laughs> I know. See, that's what happens every time I say it. I have to have like, now it's gotten like, I feel like my taste buds. Have watered down a bit, so okay. I really need like straight like lemon or like really sour berries or something for it to happen. How interesting! We, I know we need to get you something sour. Yeah, Ethan. Fun fact about me? Mm-hmm. Oh my god! No, about Mary. No, I know. I'm sorry. I just yeah. I didn't actually hear the question. I just got captivated by twitching eyes. <laughs> um, it's only one eye. It's the right eye. Fun <laughs> fact about me. Um, my oh, this is related to our previous conversations mm-hmm. in Easy with Ethan. My color blindness has like really turned around and been not a hundred percent corrected, but like even without wearing the glasses, I can still like see purple how? and pink and stuff. Oh. Um, neuroplasticity or what something like that. Mean? I don't know. What it, I don't know how to say it. It's it essentially means like your brain makes new pathways. Oh. So because I was exposing myself to seeing colors correctly, ah. my brain now, without the assistance of the glasses, can, like, determine That's it. That's very cool. And mm-hmm. so we're talking about the glasses. They're, like, glasses for, glasses. yeah, that help people that are colorblind see colors. So, Correct. So, like, when you think because you were wearing the glasses, you were seeing, like, colors for what they really were, and then your brain knew how to recognize them. That's very cool. I know, isn't it? It's yeah. Like Do you have, like, an yeah. endorsement deal with them still? Uh, did you ever? Not at the moment. Why? Like, what? why aren't you? <laughs> I mean, You're my so bus- yeah, my, with me today. My, brain, like business- my business brain is always like, that's a fucking endorsement I, deal. Make sure they pay you to say their name on my show. Like, I, I, I feel, we'll talk. We'll I, talk. I, I know. Okay. Mary. You're my mama jar now. I know. Mary, drink of choice. Tequila, soda water, lime. Oh, I love that. That's like a real skinny margarita. Yeah, it's just simple. Yeah. Doesn't taste terrible. No. Uh, and it gets the job done. Exactly. You know? Ethan? I Okay, Hillary really changed me, and now mm. I'm just like a straight up, like, put whiskey and some ice cubes in a glass. But mm, I, I mean, nice. I, I think my taste in whiskey has developed, because originally I was like, it's all the same. Mad respect for both of your drinks, because I either do vodka or I do tequila, mm-hmm. and I do that, and people are like, but it tastes so awful. But I'm like, no, but it, it, it paces you, mm. so you're not drinking some sugary, fruity shit, and then it gets you fucked up, and then you have a hangover the next morning because of all the sugar you drink. The other day at the Gotta fundraiser, he was like, Ethan, stop drinking non-clear alcohols. And I was oh, like... Oh, yeah. I was giving you advice. Wow. But <laughs> you're not... You're drinking whiskey. Advice. Yeah. Yeah, whiskey's fine. Thank you. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mary, what's the biggest lie you've ever told and to whom? Oh, my God. Okay. Let's get real for a second. Yeah. This Hashtag no filter. This is funny. Um, well, so when I was in high school, I went to a very small high school. Mm-hmm. And I thought that I, by the end of high school, I was like one of the only virgins in my class. And I felt really bad about it. I went to an all-girls school. And then when I went to college, I kind of like rebranded myself. And I was like, I'm going to like show off that I'm like so experienced. No <laughs> one's going to know. And so like the first day of like hanging out with everyone. And I was like in a theater program. So, you know, you get to like know each other really uh-huh. fast. And so everyone was like talking about like, oh, when did you lose your virginity? And I was the first person. I was like, oh, yeah, I already lost my virginity. Virginity, like 
you know, like it was crazy. Like I've like had so much sex. Ugh, so, so nuts. <laughs> and then literally the person right after me was like, oh, I've actually like never had sex before. And I was like, oh my God. Oh you ha-. And then a lot of people were like, yeah, I mean either. I don't know. I just like, never, it hasn't happened yet. I was like, oh. <laughs> Oh, and then I just kept that lie going oh my God. for like so long because I felt like I had already lied about it. Did you ever come clean? Right now I'm coming clean. Oh, <laughs> confession. confession. I think I might have told like a few of my friends. It honestly like wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I don't know if anyone really would remember me That's saying funny. this, but like at the time I felt like it was this huge secret that I was like keeping from everyone. And oh, then I lost I my virginity that. like a few months later. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you're just like clairvoyant. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was talking about the future. <laughs> there you go. The foreshadowing. You were you were putting it out in the universe. Yes. You were manifesting your future. Exactly. The secret. Yeah. The secret. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last question. Um, Ethan, if you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? Uh Caitlin. Hundred percent, Caitlyn. Yes, I will tell you why. She has no career right now. Oh, okay. Hold on. I don't care. That that's fine. Okay. She like I feel like she's had her journey and what a wild ride it has she's been. She's had a journey. And um, I met her at an event a few weeks, months ago. I don't remember, but it was like simultaneously one of the most terrifying and exciting moments of my life. And really? like, yeah. And somehow we got stuck. Like I was asking her if she knew what a gif was. Cause mm. I was, I don't know. I had a few, I had a few whiskeys at this point and I was like trying to describe, it's like, it's like an image online, but like it's moving, but there's no sound. And she was just staring at me and I couldn't tell if like she thought it was funny or interesting. And then I was just like, I need to leave. <laughs> it oh was overwhelming, but I, I was captivated. I feel like anything related to like anything current would be off her radar. Probably. Yeah. I don't think she's up to date with social media. Mm. Probably not. Which is ironic considering she's of the Kardashian brand. Yes, she is. Yeah, she's a product of Chris Kardashian, uh, Chris Jenner. Yeah. And sort of. <laughs> she's part of was. the Aren't American dynasty of the royal family. America's royal family. Yeah, well now she's been kicked <laughs> out. She's been isolated. She's been kicked off that island. Yeah. Um what Kardashian would you pick? Okay, here's the thing. I don't know so much about okay. them, um, okay. but of the ones that I do know, okay. I feel like I definitely, I feel like maybe I would be like a mix between Kylie and Kendall. Okay. Like, I feel like I'm like Kylie, Kylie's like, Kylie's the one who just got pregnant, right? Yes. Okay. I, I they're like all pregnant. They're all pregnant. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I'd be like the part of Kylie that's like, I just like feel like I learned so much this year. Or like this was what? What is that thing that she said where she was like, "Yeah, like this year, I just like really like everything just happened or something." Like yeah. I feel like that's me, but then I feel like Kendall, like she's like a little more like low key and just like puts her nose down, yeah. and grinds and like works and doesn't yeah. need the attention. She's not like super out there, but she's also out there. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like no. those are like a little bit both me. <laughs> I like that, and I like that you like prefaced it by saying i don't know much about them yeah. but like here's the thing i hate when people come in and they're just like i don't know the kardashians i can't even name one of them that's for insane you. it's and like I'm no just like, you do you do know them exactly you, you know, know them you at least know kim card you know the yeah. name no you know it's like, impossible to like be an american and not have yeah. any idea who the kardashians yeah. are i think yeah i definitely. agree yes i agree some knowledge like yeah. some knowledge you at least know the name yes yeah. exactly right i think so yeah. And also, I feel like you would know the brand, too. Like, there's a very specific yes. look. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, 
they've absolutely ran with. That's well, why I went blonde. Curated. They curated their own bodies. Yeah, that's it. Is a brand of their own literal physical bodies. Yeah, it's like when you <laughs> curate your Instagram to fit an aesthetic. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's what they've done with their bodies. Yes. Wait, that- did you really go blonde because of Kim K did it first? Yeah. Oh my I god, I liked it so much. That- <laughs> I did. I did. Okay. I, I would like to say I'm surprised. But, like, it's not shocking. No. I, we need to get the photos you, in the studio. You didn't go blonde because I did it? No. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, I've been talking about doing it for years, but I think after seeing it on Kim, I was like, okay, now I really just want to do it. Mm. Got it. Okay. Mary, talk to me about this new fi- this new short film, Pink Trailer. Yeah. Um, so I directed and edited and produced it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was written by these two young ladies named Jenny Lieferman and Maisie Isaacs. Mm-hmm. And uh, they star in it as well. And it's basically about these two friends who are spending their summer living in this really, really eccentric pink trailer. Where, like, the carpet's pink, the, like, curtains are pink, there's, like, crazy furniture and dolls everywhere like living in a bottle of pepto-bismo exactly so they're house sitting for one of their grandmas is that why you brought a pink water bottle in the studio oh my god no and i'm wearing (laughs) pink shoes i just it just happens to be i guess i'm just drawn to the color in some cosmic way um but yeah so it takes place over the course of a day they have a very foreboding neighbor who keeps knocking on the door and one of the characters realizes that she's run out of her antidepressant medication and she wants to leave to go refill her prescription. And the other girl is terrified by the outside world and the neighbor, so she wants to stay. So it's really about the tension between one girl wanting to stay and one girl wanting to leave. Um, and it's, like, very comedic, but I tried to add some thriller elements in there. We had an amazing location in San Bernardino in a retirement center. Oh. Like, in an actual trailer. Yeah, it was really cool. So is that um, struggle between the two friends, Does that uh, is that supposed to be like a um, a theme for like a personal struggle that we have? Or like what's the overlying theme of the actual film? I guess, well, there's, I think there are a few messages that okay. you could take away from it. One being just because like spoiler alert, the neighbor's not actually that scary. Mm. So it's kind of like built up to be this really scary figure but then the reveal at the end you realize that it's not really a foreboding person so i think you could take away the message of like you know your brain creating fear of something that isn't actually scary so facing your fear and like realizing that you can overcome it um and then also just like uh yeah things not really appearing to be what they seem friends finding friends in unlikely places like not judging a book by its cover like those kinds of themes like stalking Um, them on instagram and telling them you saw them at moon juice exactly you're already doing it (laughs) (laughs) almost choked on my my hangover proof wine there (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um, was filmmaking something you always wanted to do no or how did you kind of fall into it Well, so I started doing theater when I was a little kid, Mm -hmm. and I was very, very in love with theater. I didn't have any interest in filmmaking or being in movies, even. I just wanted to be on Broadway and, like, (laughs) do that whole thing. (laughs) And then I got into UCLA's acting program, and I decided to go there instead of move to New York. And while I was there, I started taking a lot of film history classes and working with the film students at the film school, which was right next to the theater school. And I just started really finding that I loved films. And even then, like, I still wasn't like, I want to be a filmmaker. Like, 
the only reason why I started making films after I graduated was so I could create more opportunity for myself as an actor. And literally even... Smart. Thank you. Even after I made a short film and an eight-episode web series, I still had a really hard time calling myself a writer or a director because I didn't go to school for either of those things, and I didn't feel like I could call myself yeah. those things. I was like, well, I never really studied it, so why? Like, I had friends who did. Did you struggle with imposter syndrome? Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. I was like, no, I'm not. And then everyone was like, yeah, so we're sending, my managers were like, we're sending you out on a general as, like, a creator. And I was like, okay, I guess this is real. Like, I guess I am that thing. So now I'm more comfortable with it. But So the film has now been accepted into South by Southwest. Yes. What was that like? Was that something that you were hoping would happen? Is oh, that yeah. something that kind of just kind of happened? No, I was like, well, okay. So when we were making the film, you know, we were talking about what festivals would the film be good at. And it's always been a dream of mine to have a film at Sundance. So I was like, we should definitely apply there. But we all kind of knew, like, it's not really the vibe of Sundance. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, it, it's it's just not the right kind of tone. Like, every festival obviously has its own kind of aesthetic going on. And the two writers and stars of the film, they're from Austin, which is where South by Southwest takes place. And we all kind of were like, you know what? Yeah, we'll apply to like these bigger festivals like Sundance or whatever and South by, but we really think that this fits the South by Southwest aesthetic. And it was just this like amazing thing that just doesn't really happen that often yeah. where I was like, you know what? And I kept telling people like, I really hope it gets into South by Southwest. <laughs> like, I really want this. Like, I feel like it fits the vibe. The aesthetic is so right. I just really want it to get into South by Southwest. And the fact that it actually happened, it was just like, I can't even tell you how happy I was. Because, you know, I feel like, especially in like a kind of creative field where you're like, I want this to happen. I want this to happen. And then all, so many times it doesn't happen. It yeah. doesn't happen. It doesn't happen. You're just like, ugh, ugh, ugh. And then it, finally when it does, you're like, wow, this yeah, it is means, so cool. It means everything. <laughs> yeah. So being a female fem uh, filmmaker mm -hmm. and being that there were two fe female leads in this short film. Yeah, and it was all produced by women as well. So all being that it was producers. a very female-led project, mm -hmm. do you feel that that helped or hindered your chances of it actually being successful considering the social climate that we're in? I honestly, well, I think that, I want to say that it didn't really matter. Like, I, I think, except at South by Southwest, there were a lot of female filmmakers this year. I kind of saw, like, I think they might have, like, tried to like open that initiative more and just like consider those but honestly like from my information that i've gathered because i've done i did another festival run with like my first short film that i made and the discrepancies don't really happen as much in the indie film world like especially in the festival circuit like it's pretty even keeled so I, I honestly didn't feel <clears throat> like it helped or hindered or anything. I mean, I think it's right now it is kind of like a trend. So it probably, if it did, if it did anything, it probably did help that we were all women involved in it. Mm -hmm. Um, but like from like the ACLU did a whole expose when they were going to like sue Hollywood over gender discrimination a yeah. few years ago. And in their findings, it was that women and men are represented pretty equally in film festivals. So I, the thing that I'm waiting for <laughs> is what comes after the discrepancy yeah. that comes after is are the women don't get hired from the film festival circuit. 
So there, that's where like the gap is. Right. Where it's like men are like, oh, you're gonna direct like like uh, the studio is like, okay, okay, guy who directed one indie feature film that did kind of well at a festival. Here's Jurassic World. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a thing. Like so common, and yeah. so it's been really hard for women to like gain momentum and stay in the working environment yeah. after that. That's where like the discrepancy lies. So that's why it's such a big deal. Why um, this? That, did you guys read that today? They announced that woman who's going to direct the Harley Quinn. I saw that. Yeah. So it's like, I think her name's Cynthia. I can't remember. Cynthia. I can't remember. Yeah, don't I don't know. Um, <laughs> we can look it up. But like, this, yeah, this woman, she's like going to direct uh, the new Harley Quinn spinoff and she had a feature at Sundance. And that's exactly the right direction that needs to happen. That's Absolutely. exactly what I'm talking about. So. So what do you want? What do you hope people will take away from this film and will take away from the success that you've garnered from the film currently? Um, I just hope people like watching it. <laughs> I, that's my main goal always is I'm yeah. like, I just hope people resonate with it in some kind of way where they're like, huh, that left an impression on me. Because <laughs> that's like, to me, the most important thing when like you're making something. Right. Um, But I guess like, you know, it is now I feel I'm really proud of it. And it is a calling card for me. So the um, I really took care and time to make it the best that I could and I'm really happy it's paying off. So I really hope that, you know, it can get me more work in the future. Um, and the, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much, I mean, I would love to go to more festivals with it too. There've been some that have been reaching out to us since we got into South by. So any public to- release on the film? Yeah. We're waiting on that. Like we have some, we're, we were waiting on like a few distributors okay. um, who are like maybe going to distribute the film in Europe, which is a really good way for short films to make money. Yeah. Um, and then we're waiting to hear back from all these festivals and most festivals don't like you to have a public link online. So we're just like waiting until they're all done Yeah, and then we'll do a whole like big online release and smart. Yeah. Okay. So being that you guys are both quote unquote content creators that's the buzzword right am now. i the quote unquote here no <laughs> i no, no 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 i mean you've done it successfully online and she's done it successfully you know in a more traditional format where it's been accepted into a film festival so i want to know what you both think about this um you know, social climate that we're in where clickbait is kind of like a big thing, you know, and you have all of these people that really just want to make these videos or this content that captures your attention in a really um, not so positive way. I guess the best example is like Logan Paul, who's you know creating all of these crazy videos to garner attention and to garner publicity and to garner supporters or quote unquote fans. Like, what do you think of that? And and how do we not fall into that for people that are real content creators? I'll start with you, Ethan. I mean, first of all, I think, unfortunately, it does matter. I think there are a lot of people, um, some of which sometimes seek elected office, who have a large mm-hmm. following for a really negative reason. And, like, it's sort of, um, like, w- we want to live in this idealistic world where only, you know, positive, uplifting, you know, deep, meaningful, artistic content is what makes it to the top. And unfortunately that's just not true. And people do want to see like, 
the worst of humanity and it sucks. Um, but I don't think that that means that there isn't a place for high quality content or just like positive content or meaningful or just plain funny without like being evil. Um, but at the same time, I do think it's sort of, I mean, there's so much content online now and so much that like shouldn't have huge success. Like, I mean, bless his soul, but it's just crazy to me that the Walmart yodeler was at Coachella. <laughs> like, it's like, what are we doing? Like, nothing makes sense anymore. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it, there's nothing wrong with him. I'm just saying it's like everything is a little bit upside down. Yeah. Um, so, it's not about quality anymore. It's about shock value. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And everyone can be famous for at least two seconds, you know? Yeah. Um, it's really about like, how do you leverage that into long-term sustainability longevity in your career? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it also doesn't always pay the bills. Exactly. Mm -hmm. How do we not fall into the trap of, of putting out clickbait content? Um, well, I think what you're saying, like the longevity thing is really important. I had a whole conversation with someone at South by Southwest specifically about this because, you know, there is like this overlap now with instagram follower or instagram like people and youtube people like going into more traditional spaces in hollywood and it either seriously not working out or like kind of working out but like the main thing is like you have no matter what you're doing you have to have like that long-term game plan otherwise you're going to crash and burn and you have to see the bigger picture so it's like you can, anyone can make clickbait content. Like, that's yeah. not special to me. Um, but can someone sustain, like, a long career doing something like clickbait content? Probably if they play their cards right or something. Yeah. And if they can monetize it. Yeah, there but has like, to be a strategy. The long-term goal has to be longevity and the, and monetization. That's the only way you're going to last in yeah. the game. Um, and it's not just, like, once you have all that attention, it comes down to what are you going to do with that attention? And are you going to use it responsibly? Or are you going to use it to actually build a career out of it? Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. I, I think that, like, deep like connected storytelling will never die yeah like i think that it, yeah it quality will always you know rise to the rise top. to the top yeah absolutely and speaking of quality your film is called pink trailer it's a yes. short film it's out now mary where can people follow you um and learn more instagram and twitter i have to spell it out because i it's hard <laughs> it's m nielsey so m n is a nancy e e l z y i thought about changing it but I can't now. It's too late. It's, <laughs> it's like part too of the late. brand. Yeah. Ethan. Uh, Ethan Z Scott on Instagram. Instagram is really where I'm at. Love it. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach. Don't forget to check out Mary's film. It's called Pink Trailer, and it'll hopefully be available soon. If not online, then she's working with the distributor right now to make it happen. But in the meantime, follow her. Follow Ethan. Follow me. Subscribe to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter every Wednesday on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all the places. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a good review um, because I love when you do that. And if you want me to keep doing this, you'll leave me more reviews. Um, check out Dry Farm Wines because you want to have fun, you want to drink wine, and you don't want to be fucked up the next day. So go to dryfarmwines.com slash Zach Z A C K. And in the meantime, I'm going to kill this bottle and I'll see you guys next week. Bye.